Don't get it twisted. This isn't your typical podcast. This is Typical Twist, the greatest show on earth. Get your popcorn ready, as our guests are sure to blow your mind. And now your hosts, the twisted men themselves, Crispy Creamin, Joshua Jefferson, and Tony Jolloy. Joshua Jefferson, and I am lucky enough to be joined tonight by both co-hosts, Mr. Krispy Kreme and Mr. Tony Joy. <laughs> Welcome to the show, gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. What's up? Pretty good. What's up? I'm doing great, Josh. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I have to hold it Just in because... duck in and out whenever I want to. <laughs> My name's Tony Joy. Because Krispy Kreme just cracks me up, so I can't help it. It's his name. I know. Is that funny to you? I like that. Yeah. Yeah, of course it's funny to me. It's Joshua a name Jefferson. Stuck. The question that I texted you, I just kind of came to me. Like, how many business professors actually have ever started or own a business? I think it's a very minute percentage. Would you agree with that, Tony? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Like... I want to know, I, is there, is there like a statistic like that, that is out there or is that something that they just never like cared to even look at? Honestly, I don't think well, it, I mean, it may exist, but I've never seen it, but it is a good question. The point of education today has nothing to do with education and everything to do with indoctrination. And that's the unfortunate reality. So it makes perfect sense that, a lot of these business professors have no real world business experience. I, I was lucky enough to have a couple professors who worked for companies or businesses, but they never started businesses of their own per se. And for example, one of my marketing teachers, she worked for Baskin Robbins. I believe it was, she did one of their main marketing campaigns and such, but to the extent of being an entrepreneur or being self-employed, I would say less than 5% of college professors in the business realm have done that or are that title. And we pay so much money to learn about starting a business and running a business from somebody who has never owned or started a business. Well, that's one reason why courses have gone up. Seriously. I mean, not to interrupt you, but like, that's why I think college, that's why college, in my opinion, that's why it'll become less and less likely for kids to go to college because you're better off to invest. Kind of obsolete. Well, yeah. I mean, if you took $40,000, which is actually a pretty low ball figure for a four-year degree, I mean, a lot of colleges now cost upwards of 60000 in some cases. So, But let's go $40,000. If you invested $40,000 in courses from people who actually have started their own business, like Katie Melissa, Carter Maxwell, you know, some of these other ones who actually run multi-million dollar businesses through Amazon reselling or through eBay reselling or through e-commerce, through Shopify, I mean... To me, it's kind of common sense. Learn from the people who's actually doing it, not from the people who can read a book and then translate that into an educational lesson. That just, to me, has never made sense. Um, and, you know, of course, go back 10 years even, 
courses on how to do things like that didn't really exist. And people always try to debate that. I mean, me personally, it's not even a debatable issue. I would rather go to Katie Melissa and learn from her than ever to go get an MBA again, because at the end of the day, <laughs> she knows a lot more than them professors do. I don't give a shit what they say. They don't, they don't, they're not worth $8 million. They don't do $8 million a year. They make their little professor salaries, which is probably 80 grand to 120, 150 grand a year, you know, which is a good, decent size. I'm not making fun of that, by the way, but I'm just saying, let's put the facts in the facts place. And you got Katie Melissa over here who could literally buy and resell their ass 10 times over. So who do you think honestly understands business more? I mean, to me, it's kind of common sense. I mean, and people make fun of Trump too. You know, they make fun of Trump because he did Trump University. I think Trump University was just really a glorified course. Trump just did some things that was a little mm, iffy <laughs> as far as when it came to filing for taxes and different different uh, licenses. But, you know, because the state of New York is pretty strict on having a university, an actual school. But, I mean, as far as courses, there is no legalities against that. And Yeah. Have you guys heard of Hustlers University? I've never heard of that, no. <laughs> have you, Josh? I have not. Can you please explain what that is, Crispy? I, uh, <laughs> it's Andrew Tate's online course that shows you how to how to create online businesses. And the reason I'm mentioning it is because I saw it on somebody's story the other day on Snapchat. Cool. So, I just wanted to know if you guys have ever heard of it. No, I've never heard of it. That How sounds much pretty cool. Does it cost? It is fifty dollars a month, and there is I apparently like a hundred thousand people in it. Yeah. Oh, really? See, now something like that is actually cool. Katie Melissa charges a monthly subscription for a Discord that she does, and people always make fun yeah, of it's these like things. That. People always make fun of these things, and I'm thinking, you're the idiot who paid forty grand for a piece of paper. Now, Grant, let me back up a minute. I mean, if you're going to go work for another company like Walmart or Target or any company like that, and you're going to move up in a company and you're going to work for somebody else, then, yeah, that piece of paper may actually help you. But if you're planning on taking, you know, the balls, taking it by the balls and actually doing your own thing, what Katie Melissa's doing, then it literally, you're, you're absolutely insane for going to a university and trying to learn something whenever there is people out there I mean, Katie would probably meet person to person with somebody and help them do coursework for 40 grand. And that to me, that would be yeah. well, well more worth it than going to, to a say stupid this way, professor. I would do, I would do Hustlers University before I, before I went back, before I went to college. Yeah, at, I mean, there's like so many things out there. There's literally but I'm not so saying many things. I, there's unlimited, there's probably hundreds of thousands of different courses for the exact same thing that everyone is doing. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad in a way that it's happening this way because me and my brother talked this weekend and he's like, can you believe, and me and Josh may have talked about this same thing. I'm not sure, but um, he's like, literally he's like Ivy league schools are now doing away with SAT and ACT scoring because they don't have enough people applying to get in. And I was like, I'm glad the whole educational system needs to crash. If they don't want to make it more appealing and more affordable for kids, then yeah, let's crash the damn system. And I've already told people, you have the power to do it. You just got to get off your ass and do it. So if kids stop going to college and if parents stop paying for that shit, guess what? The price will come down and these colleges will get the hint. Trust me. They will win at the end of the day because they can't survive without the students. And that's just the facts. What? 
it just gets more expensive every year. Yeah. And it's about to and change rate, because, uh, I mean, it's about to change big time because, I mean, whenever Ivy League schools come out and say they're not going to really be paying attention to, say, SAT and ACT scores, that tells me right there that they are becoming desperate. And when you become desperate, you make more mistakes, which is exactly what I want them to do because it's going to crash the damn system. And that's exactly what they deserve. That's what they deserve whenever they charge middle-class families freaking 20 grand a year for Ivy League schools, by the way. You know, and that's an 80 grand. That's 80 grand in a four-year degree. And you tell me how many of them kids graduate. Just intuition. Yeah. Let alone living on the East Coast. It's bullshit. Yep. Absolute bullshit. And I don't understand why in the world. It's horseshit. Yeah. Damn it. Well, see, I mean, it, it seems is. to be for the middle class, going to college is pretty detrimental to the start of you trying to build something. Like, if you're going to start a company or build a company... I I think it'll be a lot harder to do it while being in college. Yeah, and it's funny you said that because I just talked to a kid that does like motivational videos on TikTok. Don't have a huge following. His parents let him go ahead and take a gap year because he talked them into taking a gap year and he wants to pursue his TikTok influencing career. And I told him, I was like, I said, that's the right move. I mean, you're already a smart kid. You're already growing pretty well on TikTok. That's the right. You can always go back to college. I know how, how many damn people do you know that are in their 50s and 40s still going to freaking college for certain things? Like with online degrees when now, I, you can go to college anytime you want, any day you want. Like, I, I mean, that's how desperate they are. And that's why I told him and his parents. I was like, I mean, they're desperate. Them colleges are not going anywhere. They're bullshitters. Take your year off, save your money, invest that money in your platform, invest that money in actually doing something more productive than just sitting in front of an educational person thinking they know something and go invest in courses online that actually do know their shit and start investing that for a year and then come back and let me know which one's more successful. And I really feel like this person will be more successful the other way because this person's disciplined for his age. But now, now you no, got I think it can be important to get education. It, it can be important to get educated and go to college for things. But I personally just think at the starting point of your life, you are going to be in a better position if you start out having like real life working skills rather than just focusing solely on getting a degree. Yeah. And being, going to college. That's and just my, like how I feel. And like I've told people all day long, colleges are so desperate, Chris. And this is things have changed since I went to college. You didn't have online, you did have online courses, but you couldn't get a whole damn degree online. Now there is so many freaking schools out there that are so desperate. There are so many programs that you can get involved in that will help pay for your college, which the young man I'm talking about right now, his his parents are paying his way because his you know his dad owns a business, owns his own business, and. You know, they do, his dad does really well, but his dad never went to college. And that's why his dad kind of was supportive of the idea. And his dad runs a very, very good business. And, you know, so he was like, you know, I don't know which route I should go with. And I was like, honestly, if you're wanting to do business, I honestly don't think it's worth it anymore. I said, now, there, and here's the thing you can always go back like that. I feel, I hate when people make out and parents or kids or whatever, they come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, no, but it's a year. Who gives a shit? It's a year. It's 12 months. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, these colleges are looking for you every single day of the year. Like they are desperate for students. You're not going to lose your place in line. Trust me. I mean, oh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, you can always go back. So I don't know what the big deal is. People make a bigger deal out of it than what it really needs to be. I mean, it's all because they're afraid of the unknown. And that's honestly 
what you got to do. I mean, you look at people who actually dropped out of college back whenever it was really needed. Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates. I mean, them mofos well, that's dropped just part out. Of the programming. Yeah. I mean, that's just part of the kind of the societal programming that's done. I mean, that's a real thing. If if you yeah. if if someone doesn't believe in that there is somebody trying to program society to be a certain way. Exactly. Take a take a second and look at things differently. Put put the glasses on. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I told this person too. I said your parents paying for it. I said even if you're even if I'm wrong and you're not successful and you you missed out a year of college, you go back next year full time. Your parents are paying for it. I said, your friends are one year ahead of you. Okay, cry me a river. I said, guess what? When they graduate and you still have one more year left to go before you graduate, I said, them mofos are going to be 80 grand in debt, 40 grand in debt. You're graduating with zero debt. So you're still ahead of the game. Either way, you're ahead of the game. So, I mean, this person's in a perfect spot to, like, take a gap year. So, you know, I mean, that, that at the end of the day, you just have to spit facts. And that that's the facts. I mean, there's no way around that. That is the facts. You know, I mean, when between the age of 18 and 25 or 18 and even 30, possibly, 30's kind of getting up there. I mean, that's when you're really finding out who you are. And that's whenever most success will take place. I mean, if you look across the industries... I mean, you'll see that I'm not bullshitting. I'm not saying there's not some people that falls outside of them categories because there is obviously, but like I'm saying like for influencers, no, 18 to 25 is, is your cake and butter. Like that's your cake and butter. So why screw that up with a damn degree that you're not even going to use anyways, take your damn leap year and focus on it. I mean, or whatever you want to do gap year, whatever you want to call it. I mean, just take it and do it. Just do it. I mean, it's that simple. So, you know, I mean, well, not end, even ju- it's just do whatever you want. Like if you want to do it, like if you want to stay in school, then stay in school. You know? Oh, yeah, of um, course. Of course. Yeah. You're going to be more happy if you, you know, I'm just saying that's just how I how I see it and how I would prefer to continue. And I mean, I'm not opposed to going to school either. It's just. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not either. Like I'm I said, not either, you know, yeah. I mean, I just get tired of people DMing me and like, well, I don't know if I should or not. And I'm like, this is probably the easiest decision. I mean, I'm faced with hard decisions every day of my damn life. And then you got people over here writing me saying, oh, I don't know. You know, I'm like, after I read their entire statement, I'm like, you, you really? <laughs> You're probably not ready for the business world. Um, but yeah, I mean, like to me, that's just kind of like common sense 101. I mean, but, you know, and I'd realize that these are younger people. So obviously I don't like say that or I don't be rude, but I'm just like, now that I've lived a little, I look at it and I'm thinking, wow. I mean, that's, that's just so much like, it's so easy for me to make that decision. And of course it makes it easier when the parents are on board. It makes it easier when the parents are on board, obviously. And this person's parents were definitely on board. I mean, his mom and his dad, but, um, and that makes it easier for the kid. And now it's definitely harder whenever the parents, you know, aren't on board and they're like, well, you know, you need to finish that degree. What they, what, see what parents don't get. And this, they're, these are people that fall into my age bracket, unfortunately, is they are not very familiar with the influencing realm of things. They're not very familiar with e-commerce. There's not too many people in my age bracket that understand them things. And I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just saying I've lived it. They haven't, you know, that my generation, it's kind of, you know, screwed up. I'm not going to lie. So in their mind, you know, if you quit school, you'll never go back. That's the biggest bunch of bullshit. I don't know who started that rumor, but they're full of shit. You may be less likely to. That's possible. Um, 
I don't even think that is even the case. I mean, if you want to go back, then go back. Yeah, I mean, school is so easy to do now online. I mean, my brother himself, my brother is an officer in the military and went back to school to finish his MBA. And that's a master's degree. That's not even a damn bachelor's degree. So, I mean, you just have to have to will the power to do it. Now, of course, in this generation we have now, yeah, it probably is more difficult because they can't stay focused longer than 10 seconds. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to go back, it's definitely easy. There is so many tools out there. I mean, there's no reason you can't go back. I mean, these schools work around schedules. Yeah. They work around work schedules. Yeah, there's no reason. Nobody's going to tell me that. Nobody's going to tell me, well, I just can't go back. No, you're, you're full of shit. I mean, that's what you are. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Josh. Yes. Were you um, thinking about just some things about education or what did you, what were you thinking about um, diverting that to? <laughs> Well, I was just going to let you boys take it away, and I oh, think really? that you guys have done a tremendous job so far. Yeah, Joshua Jefferson so, over here, he's like, what? What's going on? <laughs> well, yeah, we're, only, we're, we're not that far in. We're only like 16 minutes in. I just wanted to, because I was like, shit, have we been talking about education for 20 minutes? <laughs> Well, I think, Josh, you kind of feel oh, the gosh. same way, don't you? I mean, of course, you were, again, I mean. No, yeah, I agree with a lot of the things you're saying, Tony. We're on the oh, same no, no, wave no. on this one here. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm talking about me and Josh. I mean, Josh has talked about this exact thing. And, of course, in Josh's defense, guys, because I know he's talked about him graduating college, you know, Josh, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, you were kind of unsure of yourself of what you wanted to do. So that's why you chose to go to college because you didn't really have a – I mean, because you started doing TikTok your senior year. You started doing some other things your senior year, podcasting. So, I mean, for kids like that, yeah. I mean, but whenever, you know, it's a 19-year-old coming to me like this person here, and there's been more than just this person, and they already know for sure that they want to do it, like, to me, that's just, okay, then do it. I mean, it's so to me, it's so simple. Like, if I had a 19-year-old, I would be like, yeah, sure, do it. Like, I wouldn't even care if I was married. I'd tell his damn mom to go in the kitchen and just, you know, mind her own business. I'd be like, no, just go ahead and do it. Like, I mean, I've been down this road. Unless she has, then she needs to shut the hell up because she don't know what she's talking about. So, I mean, like, I mean, that's what I would say. And this is why Tony isn't married, guys. Yeah, that's probably why I'll never be married. Well, but, dude, but <laughs> the things you want, the things that you want to do to achieve any of them are going to take so much risk because, like, I don't know, for me, like, things that I want to do isn't like just something that everyone can do, you know, it's like a, yeah. And, and you're right. Small and percentage of people actually do good from it or like, for example, a, less than 5% of us citizens are millionaires. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, or if you look at the percentage of people who play basketball and end up in the NBA, it's probably less than 1%. Yeah. Less than 0.01%. Think about how many kids across the country play basketball with hopes to play in the NBA someday. Yeah. But, you know, here's the thing I would add to that is for the ones listening who do do that, like, good for you because you're trying. And you never know. That's why I told this person, too. You never know because like, everybody always says, and I think Josh has even been faced with this because this person don't even have 10,000 followers yet, but they will eventually. And, you know, they're like – you know, well, you know, it's hard to sell that to your parents and blah, blah. No, here's the thing. You know, I don't even pay attention to following. I pay attention to talent. 
I mean, my, 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 my argument with that, with people in my age group who are parents of kids, you know, that are 19, 20, 21, 22 years old that are in college is, do you like do the same thing with college? Do you say, well, you haven't gotten straight A's, so college isn't quite your thing, so you need to quit now? No, as long as they're making A's and B's, you're probably pretty happy, even maybe a few C's, you're probably still pretty happy and you don't mind paying for that shit. So don't come to me and say, well, they only got, you know, 6,000 followers, so, you know, it really isn't a serious yeah. thing. Like, no, you have to take a step back and, and view everything the same way. Way if you're going to try to feed me that line of shit, like, you know, you can't sit here and say, well, this person's been on the platform for four months, you know, which is not that long, by the way. And for four months, they've done pretty damn well. I mean, especially, you know, with, with the profitability that they're making off of their channel. So, I mean, they're making more off of their channel than Matt Cunvard and Matt Cunvard is freaking 230,000 plus people following him. So it all depends on how smart you are at utilizing your How's channel. How's Matt doing? We haven't talked about him in a while. I think Matt's doing well. I mean, he's doing live more often now, which that's where the money's at is he don't do battles still, but I mean, he needs to start doing battles. I mean, I've even brought up the idea of having Democrat Republican battles on there. I think it would bring a lot of money, not only to TikTok, but to influencers, but you know, who am I, you know, I don't give a shit, but I'm just saying like, if I was that in that age bracket and that platform was available to me and I was able to make money, you know, which is about 60% of whatever people send you. That's how much you make. And the TikTok makes the 40. Tony, imagine Harry getting on and trying to debate me. Well, yeah. I, I mean, would wouldn't that be breakfast. awesome? Wouldn't that be awesome if it was like Harry and you in a battle and you literally walk home yes. that and one day you walk home with $2,000 in the bank. And there is some people doing that right now. There's some people walking home with a whole lot more now each night. So like, I mean, to me, that's just like, like hello like what the hell like i mean what do you do during the battle can you better describe battles this? are something relatively new to tiktok i mean they're not relatively new really but they're they're becoming more popular and they're broke down in the countries you have your top ones and people try to fight for ranking so you have basically your first your top 100 tiktokers are ranked from one all the way down to i think it goes to 100 it may go to 99 i'm not sure but anyways that's your top that's your top and but when you go into a battle, they have these gifts. TikTok has created these gifts that you can purchase and you send. And each gift is worth so many diamonds or so many points. And so when you go in there, say you wanted to gift somebody a TikTok universe. Well, a TikTok universe costs like around $300, $350. So when you buy that gift and you send it, it's a virtual gift. So TikTok was extremely intelligent at this. But I tell you what, who else is extremely intelligent? The young people utilizing it too, because they're making bank too and don't even have to worry about anything really. But I mean, so whenever you go into these battles, your followers see you and then you go into a battle with another TikToker. Say, for instance, it's Harry and Matt Cumvard. Well, Matt Cumvard's people will start buying gifts and they'll start sending him gifts during that battle. And whoever actually has the most points at the end of four minutes wins the battle. And that's how you determine who the winner is, is whoever gets the most gifts sent to them. And even though it may sound cliche, there is literally thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars spent on TikTok every day on battles and it's usually busier at nighttime but hundreds of thousands oh yeah well yeah probably so probably so to be honest so i mean it, it's just absolutely amazing to me that more people aren't utilizing it and i think that some of the bigger influencers like matt and them i think they're starting to catch on now but there is some smaller influencers but here's the thing though tony with the, with the battles why would someone like matt get on and just sit there well, you don't just sit there. Because I'm assuming... 
Okay, what do you do? Talk to you would talk your to your listeners? your listeners. Yeah, it's almost like a podcast, but you're getting paid in real time. Yeah, you need to go okay. on there sometime tonight, or Chris, or any. I mean, I'm assuming the most popular ones though are dancers. No, I uh, no no. That's just my most guess. of them are people who are just talking. Uh, battles aren't really like the actual platform. I know what you're saying because most of the platform is basically people dancing or doing stupid crap, you know. With words. Yeah, with words. Above them. But, yeah. um, but no, the battles are completely different from what the actual platform is housing. The battles themselves. <laughs> like, dude, kids in Gen Z call themselves influencers, but they can't even form a coherent <laughs> sentence on the platform. They just put sentences with uh, automated words. True, and yeah. they don't even speak themselves. I have met a few though that is from your all's generation. They're a little younger. Like even the person I was talking about earlier, he's younger than you all, but just by like a year, I think, or two years at the most. And I mean, he very intelligent kid. Like there is, there is few and far in between, like Josh said, guys. So I only zero in on the people that I know is intelligent. I don't zero on the dumbasses. Um, but yeah, like there is still kids out there that I, I found a lot of inspiration in. I mean, Josh, you're one, Chris, you're one, obviously. Cause I mean, but, and of course this person is too, the one I'm talking about, but like there is a lot of them on the battles. Like if I go in, which I don't go in very often, but if I do go in just to kind of see what's going on, I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, that's nice. You can watch the battles, but you can't watch your, your co-hosts TikToks. I, I said every now and then, which means very few, sure. you know how many times I've been in TikTok lives three times, three times, Josh, <laughs> did you do a TikTok live recently, Josh? I did a TikTok live once in the fall. I remember that. Once but that I, account I got say, up to 15-ish thousand followers, that's when I got banned. Maybe I need to create what one was of me that? and Josh what was can it go broke live the with camel's each other. Back for you? What's that, Tony? I said, maybe I need to create one of me and you can go battle each other. We can like, you know, I can play, wow. the, I can play the Democrat oh, yeah. and you can play the Republican. And then Chris, he can join too. <laughs> No, I can, I can, I can pretend to be, I could probably do a pretty good leftist impersonation. What, what topic do you guys want to talk about? (laughs) Yeah. All you gotta do is watch a few Harry videos. (laughs) All he does is read from CNBC or CNN. Well, yeah. And I mean, I love that he posted one, one day somebody sent me and that's how I usually do most of, most of my watching. Like whenever you send me videos, Josh, obviously I have to, you know, I go to the platform to watch, but um, but I mean, except for when it's my videos that I sent to you, I just said, I watched yours I didn't watch yours from today yet. And I told you that, but I said, I was going to, I haven't even been on TikTok today. Thank you very much. Um, but I mean, like whenever I do get videos sent to me, like they are from TikTok, but people send them to me, they either save them because some of the videos have a save option and they send you the video or they'll send me the link to it. Like how, like what you did today, Josh, and then I'll click on it and watch it real quick. But, um, Harry did a video and he was not two months ago, he was talking about how Joe Biden doesn't control gas prices. And now that gas prices are coming down, it's because of Joe Biden. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> these kids would be so easy to eat up in a debate because like they don't, they actually cancel themselves out in so many instances. Like I could literally debate somebody probably with their own words, especially the younger generation. Well, and they, even have they have to say short anything. memories and short attention spans. I feel like. Well, they do. Yeah. They go with whatever they see at the day and not with history and what people have said and their actual actions in the past. Like they fall for more virtue signaling rather than actual actions. Yeah. I I just, I don't understand how. And I mean, 
It shouldn't to, be so easy. To me, and I mean, it's not that Harry is stupid. I'm sure he's a halfway decently smart kid. It's just that, you know, whenever you're making a no, video. he's a fucking retard. Well, I mean, he may be. I don't know him personally. Like, I don't With know. With the content that he puts out, dude, he's a fucking dipshit. Yeah, well, I mean, like he I said, has on the no gas thing. independent thoughts. He literally repeats leftist prop- propaganda. That's all he does, Tony. Dude, it well, might yeah. be a good way to go viral, dude. Maybe I should make a Maybe I should ask him if he wants to do that whole battle thing because I will eat him for breakfast and I'm Well, not remember, your you. battles are won by your following, not you. So you have to keep that in mind. I mean, if you gifted yourself, then you'd be out the damn money. So, I mean, that's the whole point in the battle. So, now, but I, and well, maybe I will just gift myself because that's how much I love myself. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, you, I mean, I encourage you to go on there and just watch one. I mean, I've watched a handful over the past, you know, probably year. They've been going on for, I think, a little over a year now. So it's not nothing new, but they are getting more popular. But if I was a, if I was your age or, you know, like I told, you know, the person today who's done, doing pretty well, I mean, I think they're up to like $20,000, $21,000. So, and I mean, they've been doing this for a month and a half. So, I mean, if I was in that age bracket and I didn't have all the shit going on that I have going on, I mean, yeah, I would... I don't even know why more people ain't doing it, to be honest. I mean, to me, it's, I mean, if you're interesting, now, if you're not, if you're, you know, a boring piece of shit, then don't do it because nobody's going to want to watch you. But, um, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't know why more people isn't doing it. I mean, I think of so many people who would be great for it, but they're just. Do you think I would be a good fit for battles? Well, yeah, I think you would be. I mean, I've never seen, I mean, I've only seen you once live because. Well, yeah, I think you would be. Well, I mean, that you asked me, so I told you. I mean, I've only seen you once live, so I mean, it depends on if you get starstruck. If you get on there and Harry battles you and you just sit there, you know, with your thumb up your ass, then no, you're not going to be very interesting. Tony, <laughs> if you think I'm going to back down to anyone, let alone fucking Harry... See what I did there, Chris? See what I did there? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to make Josh an influencer yet. I'm going to make him one. I'm going to prove that. I'm going to prove him wrong. I'm going to say something I shouldn't have said. I'm glad I caught myself. But I have this girl doing some graphic art for me right now, and she was like, what's this for? And I was like, I'm a public figure. Oh, for the love of peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for the love of peanut butter yeah that's my favorite thing to say by the way i say it all the time around the office yeah well what else would you consider it if you post content online and you have a big audience i would consider that a public figure well yeah and i mean you've done well with that you usually grow pretty well i mean what it is is you just get yourself in except trouble for the one part you go too far with some of your stuff, and that's why TikTok bans you. If you would get more of a... <laughs> you go too far with some of your stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to be smart at the game. I mean, now you got to remember, back whenever yes. I did blogging, there was no restrictions. I mean, freedom of speech really did exist. But nowadays, you have to really pay attention to algorithms. That's how Matt survived. I mean, Matt, Matt has got the niche. I mean, Matt has done a great job. I mean, you got to kind of have that comedic twist to where TikTok's kind of scratching their head thinking, okay, what the hell are they trying to do? So, I mean, and Matt's done that with almost every video that he's ever posted. And that's why he's never been banned. I mean, he's one of the rare, you know, Republican people that have never been, but he has two accounts and one has over 300,000 and one almost, I think has at 200,000 and he's never been banned, you know? So, you know, Victor, can he monetize his content though? Do his views get monetized? Now that I'm unsure because that I'm unsure. I don't think a lot of a good question for him because once I hit 10,000 followers and I applied for the TikTok creator fund, they turned it down right away. Yeah. I think Hmm. a lot of political things are turned down. 
I think a lot are, though, even on the left, because I've heard that from the left as well. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Harry himself is not making any money off his videos because they actually banned Harry for about 48 hours back probably about a year ago. And I thought everybody was going to go crazy on the left. But um, yeah, uh, usually political content. And the reason that is, is because a lot of these platforms don't want to be associated with one party or the other because politics is always a mess. We all know that. Um, so that's why they won't let, allow monetization on that. Now, YouTube is one rare platform that will. Now, obviously, you know, if it's misinformation, stuff like that, and it's been flagged, they may yank the the um, ad revenue from it. But for the most part, uh, YouTube lets you make money off any kind of content. But like Instagram, um, I don't know of any of the other ones, actually. I think if it's political, most time they they will pretty much give you the ax. It don't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. They just try to keep it up. And they do that to discourage you from making the content to begin with. And if you notice, it kind of makes sense because Candace Owens don't really have a TikTok. I mean, Ben Shapiro has Daily Wire, but Ben Shapiro himself don't really have a TikTok. Uh, you know, no major political figure has a TikTok account. Have you ever thought about that? Like, no, I mean, none of the Trumps. None, Obama, Dude, Joe Biden. One of them is on the microphone right now. Oh my gosh! I huh? didn't know. I didn't know Trump was in here. Where's Trump at? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm being all serious here right now, Josh. Like I'm serious. Like you can't name one political. Dude, figure. I'm being fucking dead serious too, dude. Okay, well then name one political figure. Since I'm wrong again, name one. Obama. He's not on there. Biden. Kamala. Uh, on Harris. TikTok. Yeah. What did I just say? Yes, on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, you're you're talking about political figures only. <laughs> yes, that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying. Okay, <laughs> that's the reason I thought you were talking about public figures too, such as Candace. Oh Owens. no, 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 She's no, not no. a political figure. Well, and even Candace don't. Candace don't have an actual. I mean, she may have an actual TikTok, but go look at how much she posts on there. They don't usually give it much of their time because their content is not monetizable. So why are they going to invest in a platform where they're not making any money? So that's why you don't. You don't see that. That's true. Yeah. And I don't think Ben Shapiro actually has a personal TikTok. Now, he does have a Daily Wire TikTok. He does do it. But I don't think he has a personal TikTok. But I can't actually, now that I said that myself, I can't think of even one person other than like smaller figures like Matt Cumvard, Christian Walker. You know, some of them have TikTok. But Joshua Jefferson. Joshua Jefferson. Chris Murin. Yeah. Actually, Chris Cancel is. Or Chris, oh gosh, sorry. Yeah, Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, cancel my TikTok. Did you cancel your TikTok? Was it? No, I'm still. I I did a while ago, but I I got it back recently. Um, I think <laughs> it's not it's not like completely detrimental to be on it. The issue isn't going on TikTok. The issue is excessively staring at a feed for extended hours at a time yeah and it can consume i mean like i told like i tell everybody i mean unless you're making a living off of a platform i would never live on a platform i mean and that's that's kind of just social media 101 and you know and honestly that's why i don't blame so it looks like joshua jefferson needs to come up with a different route to monetize content online well, I mean, there's lots of ways. That's what I was talking to the to the other person about today. This person will have a YouTube channel. 
you can do motivational videos on YouTube. I mean, YouTube is a great platform. YouTube is the long-term platform. It's going to be around whenever you all are in your 30s, I can almost promise you, unless Google goes bankrupt, which I highly doubt that's going to happen. So YouTube will be around TikTok. I mean, TikTok was formerly known as Musical.ly. ByteDance, who owns TikTok, they're a Chinese company. I, I don't look for TikTok to be around forever. I think that it'll be around as long as it's making money. And right now it's, a hot, it's one of the hottest apps in the store. It's one of the hottest things out there. But, you know, every fire fizzles out. But YouTube has kind of got that special niche to where that's why you don't see a lot of their major stars hopping over to TikTok, like Mr. Beast, Logan Paul, Jake Paul. Uh, their UI is great, too, Tony. Oh, yeah. Yeah, YouTube's UI is absolutely amazing. I mean... Um, UI stands for user interface, guys. I learned that tonight. Oh, yeah. Josh asked me what UI was. I was like, yeah, user interface. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think in the long run, I think that's why you see people not jumping over to TikTok that are making major money. Jeffree Star, don't do it. He, I mean, they post. I'm not saying that they don't exist. So like, don't come for me, you know, like, oh, well, they got an account on there. He's lying. Like, they do have accounts. I think Mr. Well, I'm coming for you either way, buddy. <laughs> well, I you know. guys hear I that they got that. one of the... You guys hear that they got one of the most wanted terrorist masterminds that were behind the September 11th, 2001 attacks. Oh my God! They finally arrested George Bush. They finally arrested George Bush. No, so they oh, um, damn. they confirmed a U.S. a U.S. drone strike in Kabul killed Al Qaeda chief Ayman Al Zawahiri. I can't say it. I can't pronounce it, but <laughs> wow. I just think it's funny. I mean. You think that's even like a real a real thing? I wonder if that's even a real person. Or they're just pulling it out of their ass to get Biden some some approval. <laughs> yeah, they're I'm trying their sure best. They are because <laughs> Harry Cson or whatever the fuck his name is, typical Democrat, the guy we've been talking about all night. He tweeted out today, today especially, I'm incredibly thankful that Biden is our president. Hmm. See, how stupid can you be? Like, I mean, the guy can't even ride a bicycle. He can't walk upstairs. I mean, he literally, I mean, I remember having a debate with somebody. I can't remember who it was now over whether or not he could win in a fist fight against Putin. Are you kidding me? I mean, I know Putin's 70 years old, but Biden is 78 and I know they're close in age, but there is no way Putin would kill him. I mean, the only way Biden would win against Putin in a fist fight is if Putin accidentally fell down a flight of stairs and broke his neck and died. Like, I mean, that's going to be the only way that Biden would ever win. Biden can't even stand up on his own without freaking like going off the deep end. Like, I mean, he's just it's actually a joke. I mean, right. I've never seen our country in the state that it's in right now, but it's really honestly a joke. Our, our entire political oh, guys, system. I was I was thinking about going to the Biden parade. You guys weren't going to go. Well, no, I don't have enough time to sit there and wait for him to walk through a parade. It'll take him ten damn days. <laughs> Celebrate the um, the up this this huge victory of the Biden administration. Biden single handedly drove the drone that that bombed the Al Qaeda leader. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna lie, and I mean, of course, everybody knows I'm conservative and I'm you know Republican leaning. But like the biggest criminal and all that, in my opinion, was the Bushes. I mean, I mean, oh, I won't say the Bushes in plural because I don't know, but definitely George Bush Jr. Like, I mean, it just that that whole thing was to me. Nobody will ever convince me that the whole thing wasn't a setup. Like, I how many I more nine eleven people are just on the, kill? a different wavelength than us, and that's why this great divide has to occur because these people on the far left, such as Harry, he has no fucking idea 
of what reality truly looks like. Well, I just wonder how many of these you, guys they you, can kill. Like, how uh, many that, more that, can they just pull out? How many more 9-11 terrorist leaders that were behind 9-11 can they pull out of their pocket before people are like, okay. Oh, I mean, I've heard <laughs> people right. say there's as many as, like, there's, like, thousands of people that was behind the 9-11 terrorist attacks. And I'm like, how do they even know? Like, I mean, they I don't even think Osama bin Laden necessarily was behind it. I think that's who we just wanted the target. I think that's who we wanted the target. And I thought nobody would ever convince me of that because there was really no evidence ever shown of that. Like, I mean, I know he was the leader of Al Qaeda, but my thing is at the end of the day, I, I take a step back when anything happens. I take a step back from things. And I say this all the time in episodes and I just look at the facts. I don't look at, I don't listen to the bullshit from media or from political figures. I look at like who's benefiting from what's happening and if you take a step back and you just like calm your nerves, you got to ask yourself some common sense questions. And that is, okay, if, if Al Qaeda was behind it, what did they accomplish in that? And the people say, well, they killed 3000 Americans. Okay. Let's give them that 3000 Americans. Whoopty shit. What's, what's that prove? What's that prove? It proves nothing, but what has America gained from it? Now the American government gained a whole shit ton of stuff from it, including invading your privacy and you can't do shit about it. So like, I mean, like to me, that's a whole lot bigger win than just killing 3000 people. I mean, and people all always, you know, try to play that off as like me being demented for saying it that way. And I mean, God rest the souls of the people who passed away in 9-11. I'm not saying that, you know, whatever, but at the end of the day, they passed away in an accident. Okay, I get that. Okay, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for people's loss, but let's get back to the real shit. So who benefited from it? I mean, I don't really see that mattering to Obama. I'm sorry, not Obama. <laughs> to Osama bin Laden, probably Obama too, actually. But to Osama bin Laden, I don't see him like sitting over there on 9-11 going, yes, we killed 3,000 Americans. Like, I don't, I don't think he really gave a shit. Like, I mean, you're talking about a guy who went and terrorized people just for the fun of it. And so why would he literally like, what did they gain from it? Like, I feel like he was, do I think he was involved to a certain extent? Yes. I'm not saying that I'm saying, I think it goes deeper than that though. I think he was paid to do what he did. I mean, I think Obama got, I mean, I keep saying Obama shit. I think Osama bin Laden got money out of the deal from the Bushes or from the U S government. I really do it to this day. I still, that's, think just, that. that's if Osama bin Laden is a real person. Well, that too. Yes. Yeah. All of it could be made up. Yeah. And people can think that I'm fucking crazy, but, but 9 see, here's my thing being too. an inside Tony, 9-11 being an inside job is the tip of the iceberg when it comes to corruption within our country. Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, my thing too is say Osama bin Laden was a real person. And I mean, I, t I do want to lean towards the fact that I think he was because there is family roots, there's family background, there's actually historical photos way before 9-11 ever happened. But this is the thing, Josh, he came from a multi-billion dollar family. So the money was already there. So, I mean, I just, there's a lot of questions and they were so like set on killing him, not capturing him alive. I mean, they say that we're so damn smart with our military operations. Or the fact that... All of the media networks knew it was Osama bin Laden within three hours of the first plane hitting exactly. the first tower. Exactly. Are you fucking kidding me, Tony? And here's the thing, That's too. Bullshit. I don't know if Chris knows this or not, and he, I don't know how much history you all know. It's not like Osama bin Laden was posting on MySpace, I fucking did 9-11, guys. Ha <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> well, MySpace wasn't even around in 2001, but yeah, I mean, there you had Friendster and you had some other Fucking methods. Fucking Yahoo, so. man. I don't <laughs> know what was around then. But. MySpace didn't pop in until 2005, but yeah, no. In 2001, I mean, you had, I think it was ICQ Messenger, you had Yahoo Messenger, MSN Messenger, but like, that's even beside the fact. I don't want to get off on that, but like, I'm just saying at the end of the day, they said that these people came to Florida, learned how to fly our planes from our own people. And that's how they hijacked the planes. How the hell <laughs> do you learn how to fly a 737? Now, granted, they're not the biggest planes that fly out of airports. Usually it's 747. There is a few that's bigger, but the biggest one that is commonly known that's bigger than 737 is a 747. These were 737s, which is the most widely used airplane at any airport, as far as a, like an like a actual airport, not like one of your mom and pop airports. I mean, like, so... To me, that's a common, I mean, anybody can learn how to fly them. Like, why did they have to come to Florida to fly? I mean, the same damn 737s that are landing in every other Is country. in the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my thing. That's my thing at the end of the day is I don't, there's so many unanswered questions. Why, why was Bush speaking at a little elementary school in the same community in which those pilots learned to fly? The day 9-11 happened. Well, exactly. I mean, it was all it was awfully ironic that... And there's a few other things. Not only was Bush really far away... And the book that he read to the kids that day, it's, it's way too many pieces of the puzzle don't add up there. And if you think that 9-11 was done by people in the Middle East, then you are a part of the problem in the United States of America. Well, I mean... And that's not a conspiracy. I mean, and then the biggest one of all, and then I'll be done with this whole thing because I don't know how we got off on 9-11 again. But, I mean, my thing is, is the White House. Damn it, it was an inside job. <laughs> yeah, it was I mean, me. But I oh. just saw that on Twitter and I thought it was funny. But, no, I mean, the, the, the last and final clue for me, from the piece of the puzzle for me was, is the White House was never hit. If you, and I'm not saying I wanted it to be hit, by the way, because obviously I don't, I mean, it is one of our you know, most recognized iconic buildings in our nation. But I mean, if I came over to destroy buildings, why was the Pentagon the first target whenever you fly into Washington, D.C.? Why wasn't the Capitol? Because, Tony, there was trillions of dollars that went unaccounted for the day before. Exactly. On their balance sheet. Exactly. That's why. And then once it got hit, the government's like, oh, well, we can just write it off. But don't you Wouldn't think it's funny? Nice don't you think if it's- I could just be like, oh, sorry, IRS, I just want to write it off because it's gone. But don't you think it's funny that the Capitol, which houses all of our representatives and senators and the White House was not even touched. Two of the most iconic buildings, yeah. way more iconic than the Pentagon, was not even touched, was not even aimed at, was not even done anything to. But yet the Pentagon... Which, I mean, when you think of D.C., you think of the Capitol or you think of the White House well, well, I do anyways, well before you ever think of the Pentagon. I mean, most people don't even think of the Pentagon first. The most people think of the White House, honestly. So when you think of D.C., you think White House automatically. If not that, then you think Capitol maybe. But they hit the Pentagon. And I'm like, as soon as that happened on the news, I was like, something is not right And with the this. only reason why they hit the Pentagon was because of financial reasons. Yeah. Well, what hit the Pentagon? And that was, that was <laughs> the, the biggest clue to me airplane. that it was an inside job. Yeah. There was, a, there was three was airplanes. Was there footage of that? What is it? I'm sorry. I never, I've never seen any of the footages or anything. Yeah, oh yeah. There's a footage. There's okay, footage basically. Of it. Yeah. There's footage of it. Yeah. Three buildings were hit that day, Chris, the two trade centers and then the Pentagon. That was the only three buildings hit. There was another plane in the air, but it was it was crashed by the civilians in Pennsylvania, which a lot of people assumed that it was either going for the Capitol or for the White House. 
But my thing is, is you always want to hit your most prime target first. And in my case, in my thinking, your prime target would have been one of the other two. So I don't know why the Pentagon plane was not the plane to do the White House or the Capitol, whatever their targets were. And to this day, that question has never been answered. But a lot of people actually are on that same page with me because whenever I, I blogged back then, obviously. So a lot of us bloggers would talk. And and then also, Josh, and I know you know this. I don't know if Chris does, but the closest and one of the largest air bases to fight these jets off with, they all basically were on vacation that day. Yeah. I mean, there's just too many, too many things. Kind of like the whole school shooting in Texas recently, the teacher propping the door open. And I do just want to say this, and then I'll be done. I want to say this, and I'll be done, though. I just want to say that I'm not saying for sure that it's a conspiracy or whatever. But I'm just saying, like, when you look at no, what no, no, what I'm saying is, is like, no, that's not why I'm saying that. That's not why I'm saying that. What I'm saying is, is like. That's why you should always question things like people. I get upset when people say, well, you shouldn't question things, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, well guys, that's not your typical twist. And the reason I'm, why I'm saying yep. it is because Josh's mic died. So until next time, adios amigos. <laughs> later guys. Josh, you want to say something? I'll put you on speaker real quick. Hold on. Well, that wasn't your typical podcast, but it sure was mind-boggling. Make sure to check out our website at typicaltwist.com for more information and twists. Catch you next time on Typical Twist.